Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chat with Papa Joe. Hey, uh, we're going to talk about what I'm going to call the dream fallacy. We're going to sit here and talk about this whole thing, this whole bullshit thing that we teach our kids about following their dream. I know, it's going to hurt some feelings. Y'all go grab a beer, a wine cooler. And kids, you might want to sit around and look at, take a look at the look on your parents' face with this. Grab yourself a root beer and join us. All right, folks. This one was triggered by a, a once again, another one of those memes. Because, you know, Generation X, that's what triggers us sometimes. For a meme to be good, what it has to do is it has to hit, hit a nerve. Otherwise, all it is is just something funny. And we have a lot of people out there that distribute a lot. And having having children in sports, for some reason, the algorithms on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those, when they send you random stuff, it's not really random. And it goes by your interest and stuff you've been looking up and all that. And having kids in sports, for some reason, somehow they have decided that the algorithm says, I need to learn about kids' sports. I probably do. I ain't the brightest guy in the world, but um, the one that come across, and, it, and it's from a site I really wish, you know, and I probably need to block it. When they're talking about kids chasing their dreams and how old and how young do you push them and in sports and like that. And what they're talking about is in this particular one is quit telling young kids that they are there just to have fun. That young kids are in sports to develop their skills and to learn to work hard. So that when they get into the older sports, they can they can perform better. And I really take some great angst with that because in a lot of my readings and stuff that I do, and you all know my my online mentors, the people that I worship online, and uh, I use that term loosely, worship, people that I really respect. Some of the people that I respect are people like Gary Vaynerchuk, Pat Flynn, um, Mike Rowe. Folks that really say things with impact, they're not marketing an idea. And one of the ideas that gets marketed out there is tell your tell your people, tell your kids, tell your family, tell your coworkers, follow your dream. And that's another one of those overused cliches that is really starting to hurt America because with the ease of doing things over the internet, i.e. podcasts, things like that. And now with people not working as much because of COVID and people not being active, they're taking these times to quote unquote, follow their dreams. I've got a problem with telling kids that and leaving it at that. I think it's a very lazy way of parenting. What you have to do, look at the core of the, of the phrase, follow your dream. A dream is a fantasy. At its core, a dream is a fantasy. When you go to sleep or you're daydreaming or when I'm driving a truck and I'm falling asleep, that's a joke, boss. That's a joke. You're you're creating a fantasy in your head, and that's not a bad thing. But you have to realize the context of it in the world. It's in your head. It's a fantasy, and it goes in whatever direction you've been groomed. There's good dreams. There's bad dreams. There's nightmares. Um, people dream all the time of winning the lottery. Those are fantasies. In order to carry them out, to make them into fruition, it takes a lot of self-difficult discussion that we're not having with our kids. So when you just blatantly tell your kids, what do you want to do in school? What do you want to be in life? 
I want to follow my dream. Okay, what's your dream? Let's say your dream is to be a doctor. Well, that makes it very easy as a parent, doesn't it? If you do the lazy parenting thing, my dream is to be a major league ball player. Then it's very easy for you. It takes a lot of thinking away from the parent. Well, it's easy. I'll go to this checklist. I'll just go to this checklist. How do I make my son or daughter a, a doctor or a ball player? What we're doing is we're not we're not teaching them to look at the big picture and learn the discipline and have the difficult discussion. And when you combine the teachings of the my aforementioned mentors, they do at some point teach follow a dream, but they teach it with a reality. They don't look at it as a marketing point of view. When people tell you follow your dream and you act on that as a parent, and, and some parents will take and, and create a dream for their kids around their own dreams or their own perceptions of that dream. Great, my kid's going to be a doctor, so I'm going to take my perceptions of being a doctor, and we're going to push them in that direction. And then we get stuck in that direction. And that's called marketing. And if you're raising your kids off of marketing, you're doing it wrong. What marketing is, when you think about it, and I always talk about marketers because marketers really do ruin everything. A marketer, if you want to if if you want to sell a twidget, you have to influence people to focus on the twidget, and then you have to influence them to go in the direction that profits you. Because a lot of people don't care about a twidget, or they may just poke a little bit of interest. So if you force your interest on the twidget, and you force that on them, now they're focused on the twidget, and then they go, and then their life starts to revolve around it. And that's what we're doing with kids: is we focus on it, we let them pick it, and then instead of teaching them and focusing them towards what that takes and having that difficult discussion of what it takes, they spend their formidable years focused on that: baseball, becoming a doctor, becoming a lawyer, things like that. Now, and you're going to say, well, that runs right adverse or conversely to the teachings of Pat Flynn and Gary Vee and and a lot of those guys who who say no follow your dream but if you listen to them they have a little bit of Mike Rowe in there too and they say but be realistic look at the big picture at least do some rudimentary research and that's what we're not teaching our kids when you're going to use this you need to you need to have some difficult discussion very, very difficult discussion because they're always going to tell you and kids, kids brains that anybody will tell you a counselor, doctors, all that kids brains don't even develop until their mid 20s, early to mid 20s, depending on which person you listen to. Again, I'm not going to quote you statistics and and all that. Look it up for yourself. Some will say 21. Some will say 23. I've even seen some say as late as 26, their brains don't aren't developing. They only have certain cognitive skills. So if you want to influence them or if you want to be lazy, it's very easy to, to focus on one of their thoughts and then just push in the positive side of that direction. And now you've got it. If you want your nights free to watch Netflix, it's very easy to find something that your kid is interested in and let them go. And that's what we're doing. We're finding something our kids like, and we focus all our energy on that, let them go, send them to camp, send them to baseball camp, football camp. We, we, you know, we let them go out and we let them talk about 
you know, talk to other doctors and let them watch Grey's Anatomy. It's a win-win. We're not teaching them things. And then we, we wonder why society is, is really disgruntled. You got disgruntled doctors, disgruntled lawyers. You got people always wonder what happened in the medical field. You have doctors that really don't seem interested in their patients. And, and in fact, I would like to know if, it, if this is happening in your town. Around here, you don't keep the same doctor for more than two or three, maybe five years around here because your doctor picks up and goes to another practice. They bounce between, in this area, between Baptist Health and Mercy, even counselors, mental health people. They bounce around to wherever the job is, is more convenient for them and all that. They're not interested in the job. They didn't take the job for the job. They didn't take the profession for the patient. They took the profession for other reasons, and we're not teaching kids that, all right? We're not teaching them to look at, say, job prospects. If you want a really good example, look at Generation X. Generation X, speak up for on this one. In the 80s, if you went into computers and you studied computers in the 80s, and you went to college in 1988, 89, 90, and took college, you were learning on old DOS programs, the old Windows programs, the dial-up internet, that kind of stuff. If you did not teach people that that was changing technology and how to change, you had a lot of very pissed off Generation Xers. I truly believe that's why a lot of Generation X really is kind of pissed off. We were marketed to these these things. We are we started the first generation of be successful, be a lawyer. Be successful, be a doctor, get into computers, it's the upcoming thing. Get into the stock market, it's the upcoming thing. Look at all these Brat Pack movies we had. They were all stock market, stock brokers, all that stuff. And then it changed. We were pretty much lied to. And if you don't take that lesson on with your kids, they are chasing a dream that they have no idea that they don't understand. And the other things we have to look at, there is a level of discipline that comes all along the way. There's a level of discipline at each at each step of a level of becoming a doctor, a lawyer, or, or anything like that. And when you just say, I want to be a doctor, how many different types of doctors are there? How many different types of lawyers? Do people understand that even, even nowadays? They will hit, a, well, for what we used to call the yellow pages, they'll, they'll hit the internet and they'll just start looking for lawyers, for divorces, for all this other stuff, they don't understand a lawyer is not a lawyer is not a lawyer. you got tax lawyers. You've got family law. Within family law, they'll even specialize. You've got uh, real estate lawyers that just do real estate. And you end up in the pokey. You can't just pick up any one of those. They're not defense lawyers. So what direction are you are you going to send your kid in? And if you don't tell them that, that they need to be on the lookout, it's great to be a lawyer. What kind of lawyer do you want to be? Then they're not going to know if they haven't toured a, a, a law school. Talk to somebody who's been through law school. What's it take? There's a lot of self-discipline that they don't understand that you have to figure out as a parent how to do that without discouraging them. One of the things that really pains me is in sports, and it happens usually in, in small towns, a kid's dream. And Gary, I'm going to steal something from Gary V. And Gary, if you ever hear this, I doubt you ever will. But like you said, the Internet's a big place. Nobody's stealing from anybody. I'm not going to steal your people. But, but Gary V. uses a very good analogy of 
a dream. If you want to have a dream to, say, be in the NBA is the example he uses. If you don't understand the discipline that's required, the realities within yourself, the realities in your environment, then you will never be in the NBA. If you don't understand what is what is actually required, telling a kid to follow his dream and be in the NBA, and he's going to spend 18 to 20 hours a day, and then he's going to resent you when he's 21, and he hasn't done anything else. They're going to resent you for that. You put your kids through this stuff. It, the, the bottom line is, if you are going to use these cliches like follow a dream, you need to not use that as a crutch for parenting. You need to get in there and start learning and walk through it with your kids so you understand. Another thing that pains me is that we get these kids and they they show this talent for something and then we raise them to be good family people and then we're mad or we're surprised or we're sad when they move away. They become an engineer and they move away. Well, if you're from Nichols, New York or you're from Dyer, Arkansas and you're an engineer building bridges, you're going to move away. As you become better at something, you're going to move away. Have you thought about putting that into your plans and teaching your kids the scope of what's going to happen? Are they prepared for that? Not only are you going to want to learn and watch Gray's Anatomy and learn what it's like to be a doctor, you're going to start having to learn to prepare yourself for things that your family's not around. Budgeting, um, looking for jobs, self-defense. I mean, that's in these real, that's one thing that really bothers me self-defense if you became an engineer if your kid became an engineer and was working on a road project in st louis well a couple years ago that probably was not a good place to be if you're a naive country kid if you're in downtown chicago always building something and you're an engineer you become a a surgeon and now you you get a chance and you want your kids to do the best you teach them to go for the best they get an internship in new york city there's lifestyle changes things like that. You need to bring this stuff up and you need to teach your kids to be ready, to have the self-discipline, not to say I can do it because that is one of the worst things kids say. I will find a way. I will do it. And how many times do we do that? Even at the lowest level, I will do the dishes in a minute. That's a, that, that's to me, that's a pretty good landmark. And I even use it as a supervisor. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that this afternoon. When tomorrow morning comes around and it hasn't been done, I know you don't have the self-discipline to self-govern yourself. Use that same philosophy with your kids. If you don't have the self-discipline to do these certain things, you don't have the self-discipline to follow that big of a dream. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't tell them to give up on their dreams. I'm not saying don't have a dream. And when you come to these these realizations within your self-discussion with these these difficult discussions, it doesn't mean you have to give up and totally dishearten them. You might not become a doctor. You might not become an NBA all-star player. It just isn't in the cards because, well, everybody's different. Some people just don't have the talent. That's a hard one to say. You don't. I don't have the talent. I have a love for baseball. Go Yankees. Beat Mets. I got a love for it. I don't have the talent. No matter how hard I practice, I could practice 23 hours a day. You know what? I'm I'm still hitting best one out of 20 pitches. It just isn't in the cards. I don't have the talent. Other people do. It doesn't mean that you have to take that dream away. Sometimes you as a parent, why you have to be involved is because if you just let them go, they become disheartened. 
teach them, well, there's other ways to incorporate that dream. Maybe you can still be a part of the dream. Let's modify it and let's come up with an acceptable level of satisfaction. You don't want to be a doctor. Could you be a nurse? Would that fit into your plans? You might not have to move away. You, you won't have to go to school as long. You can still, you know, so if you're looking at having a family at 22 or 23 and the kids really are, they want to have relationships and it's just not going to fit into to the strict regiment to be a doctor or they find out, no, I'm doing this because I kind of like medicine and I want to make a lot of money. How would you like to be a paramedic? Now being the firefighter in me, I'm going, why would anybody want to be a paramedic or a cop? That's a joke. That's a joke. I can say that, but you find that level of satisfaction. You can still do things. You can still fill that medical role in your life. You can still work with doctors, but you don't have to. You don't have to have that stress level. And believe me, as the as the economy turns, I was talking about guy, talking with guys that work about that today. Doctors aren't the mansion people anymore with chauffeur drivers. They're not like that anymore. Doctors really, and lawyers. They're still, they, they might drive a newer car and a better car, but they're not living in the mansions. Those are the elite doctors and the elite lawyers. Or if your goal is to make money and love medicine, Mike Rowe teaches a very good lesson. And I, I, I wish we could find that, that clip and I wish I could talk to him about it sometime, but he has a very good lesson. Your occupation doesn't have to be your dream. Your occupation has to keep you alive, has to pay the bills. You don't even have to always like it. If you can, if your occupation is your dream, you're a one in a million. So you can, you can find an occupation that fits your, your strengths and your talents and then find another way. If you want to be a ball player, I haven't seen it a lot down south. I can relate up north. Up north where there's a lot of pubs and bars, they have softball teams. So that guy from high school who always loved baseball, is a baseball fanatic, but he'll never make the Yankees, he can still live vicariously. He can still live his dream and play ball at an adult level on the weekends with the softball team, either the work softball team, the local pub, the local churches. You can form those teams as a community and, and make your living as an HVAC tech. You can make your living working on the line at a factory. You can make your living other ways. And if you just want to be an entrepreneur, who cares what field you go in? There's these little things called tech schools. And one thing that really fascinates me with parents nowadays, as I'm hearing parents talk about, they got to get their kid in college. Got to get. I don't know how many parents at the ball fields push their kids, not because their kid loves the game, they, you know, and only let their kids be around other ball players because it's their ticket to college. He's got to get better so that he can get a scholarship. And I'm thinking to myself, what if he doesn't want to go to college? Let's go. Let you know, let's look at tech schools. One one parallel that we were drawing at work today. If you want to be a doctor, you go to four years of med school, four years of pre med, and then at least two years of an internship. That's ten years graduate high school at 18, and you don't even get to be a junior doctor, a, you know, a baby doctor, the peon doctor, and until you're 28, right? Well, let's say you go to HVAC school at 18. At 19 and a half or 20, you're a certified HVAC technician. 
for the next eight years, you get seniority. What the reality is in those worlds, in a lot of those tech worlds, the reality is, is by the time you're 30, you're usually starting your own business. If, if you're not already established, if you just want to just, just work and go home, yeah, you can be an HVAC technician at a company for until you're 50, 60, 70. But a lot of them, by the time they're 30, they're starting their own business. Same with electricians. They're becoming supervisors. They're not doing that dirty work anymore. And they're making a buttload of money, calling the shots, learning business, becoming entrepreneurs. And they got the weekends off. They've, they, they've put their efforts into other things. So think about that. Telling your kid to live the dream may not be the right thing if you don't get in there and have that difficult discussion of where are the talents lie, why do you want that dream? If all you want is to be a doctor, why? Is because I want to drive nice cars and pick up girls. I want to be a real estate agent so I can do that stuff because there's money in the stock market. Well, hello, talk to a Generation Xer and find out how many freaking burnout stock market brokers there are. Why was there such a, a, a drug problem on the stock market in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s? Because they were freaking burnout, but they were pushed to go in that way, weren't they? The last thing I want to bring up with this when you're having these discussions is beware of the save the world syndrome. That is something that you really need to buckle down with your kids with. I have a dream. I have a dream to be a doctor so that I can save the world of cancer. I have a dream. I'm going to go to school and learn forestry so I can save the planet. I'm going to be a lawyer so I can save the world of all these unjust things. Uh, those those discussions need to have a deeper, more difficult discussion about reality. And actually, a lot of the discussion might just have to be, you'll have to learn that one for yourself. And it's great that the kids have those dreams. It's great that they want to save the world. But at some point, we're going to have to have those difficult discussions of what what is your measuring stick for that? All right, you're not going to do Gandhi-level work. You might save one person. And that's a freaking awesome thing that is super awesome don't get disgruntled when you're not winning a nobel prize for saving the world keep it real kiddo keep it real all right the the wind this whole thing up to really teach your kids to put them to be in a position they want to be overcomers not overachievers and sometimes that means that you have to modify your view of what that dream is and by you telling them oh just go follow your dream you're cutting them loose on a road with no roadmap. Be involved. Be involved. They got to have a dream. All right. Everyone bow, bow your head and pray. Like I say, pray to pray to Allah, pray to God, pray to Jesus, whatever. But you need to seek the face of that which motivates you. All right, folks. I love you. Peace out.